Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. The Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Baltimore Ravens, as of this morning, are a playoff team. Coach T, besides my Lord and Savior, Coach T, save me. I, I hope all Steelers fans just heard that from the beginning and understand what a treasure, how lucky you are. You're so lucky. You have no idea how lucky you are. So lucky. So, so lucky. So, so lucky because of the benefits of technology. We can bring you another edition of what Jin's talking about. The Ooh. conversation about the Steelers social media conversation. Exposing all the hot and toxic takes out there on the internet and beyond. I'm Kyle Kreiss, high on the hills at Universal City, Lipstick City, and in the 412 is Greg Benevent. Hello. How uh, what are you? Are you waiting in line for the tailgate spots? Because you know that uh, now Mrs. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is going to get the good spots. Well, actually, uh, uh, on this, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, on this, uh, I, I'm actually uh, hiding inside. I don't know if hopefully uh, people haven't seen the news, but the last couple of days uh, uh, there's been fire, you know, smoke from the fires uh, coming down from Canada to the point where the local news guy and the weather report actually had up on the screen unhealthy for everyone (laughs) which is the description of the weather but i of course thought of our podcast and the takes we go through and how would you classify them i too would point to the thing on the board that says unhealthy for everyone surgeon general's warning this podcast is unhealthy for everyone (laughs) (laughs) on the ones and twos we've got dj denny g hey everybody it's good to be back Oh, it's good to have you. And, you know, they're already blaming Canada on stuff, on the weather. Uh, So (laughs) we may as well get to the hits, but I I guess we should tease coming up in the second half. um, You know, Kenny's wedding, the questions you didn't know you wanted answered. We'll get to it. Like the cake. Like, was the cake a bit much, Kenny? I don't know. And where was the cookie? Where was the cookie table? But... Mm. Uh, that's coming up in the second half. And the player caught fibbing? I don't know. I, tr- I tried to do mm. some deep research onto this former Steelers claims. And okay. uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know if there's a tall tale. We might have a new legend. Or is it just <laughs> fake news? I don't know. Well, that's coming up in the second half. Uh, but first, like I said, we're going to play the hits. Canada. It's not just the, the 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 bad weather making it unbreathable. <laughs> Canada's making Pittsburgh unbreathable. Said every fan for the past two seasons. <laughs> oh man. Let's get to the takes. Mm-hmm. Starting with Alex Kazora. 
Last time the Steelers scored 30 or more points and won a game, November 15th, 2020, a 36-10 win over the Bengals. It's the NFL's longest streak. Sure hoping that changes in 2023. So, you know, the most anemic offensive stretch uh, ever, ever, or just, I guess, in what, longest streak? Uh, well, I mean, it's anemic if we're defining anemic as not scoring 30 points. And while there's certainly a bit of point inflation that's gone on in the NFL, I'm not sure it's quite that steep. Uh, not looking at it off the top of my head, I think that's the first time they played Burrow, right? Or the first time they played Burrow at Heinz uh, Field, then Heinz Field, now Akershore. So, yeah, I mean, that's disappointing uh but it's but i think the other part of it too is that you know i was because said scored 30 plus points and won a game they've scored 30 <laughs> plus points since they didn't win the game yeah well it's like what you know who who's counting points uh if we're not counting wins it's not it's not stacking wins right it all comes down to wins still but you know what's what if 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 all of a sudden we start scoring 30 points but we're still a nine and eight team uh, mm-hmm. what, what, you know, what's the, is it still blame Canada at that point? Well, I mean, I, I think that's one more way. And I know I keep thinking about uh, talking about this is the idea of use of uh, emphasizing the run. I mean, that way, maybe you score 30 points, maybe you don't, but the more you can run, the less likely the other guy is going to be able to score 30 points themselves. Just chronologically. The best defense is a good offense. Is that or wait? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I think maybe the best the best offense isn't necessarily sure. You'd have the best offense be the one that scores a lot of points. But if you got a defense that's maybe not a lot of guys that are 22, 23 years old, maybe the best defense is one that's sitting on the sidelines a lot. Hey, no no complaints there. Um, let's go to at Adam. Kurish, Kurishi one Adam Q10. It's crazy how Matt Canada's predictable play calling is called out by his own teammates, opposing teammates, and even football analysts. And he's still our offensive coordinator. I'm just going to wait for Roger Goodell to start criticize Matt Plates calling. Has um has has our own teammates been calling out to Matt Canada? I certainly know the football analysts. I'll give him that much, but. Has uh, has our own teammates been calling out Matt Canada? I I, I think in the, I mean, and I don't want to speak for Adam Korishi one or Adam Q ten. Is that I wonder if by that he meant a lot of those anonymous comments that would be filtered through uh, sports reporters throughout the year, basically where they would say, "Hey, they're very unhappy with Canada. It all seems very predictable." I will say that having followed this for a minute, this past year was the most I'd ever heard. Uh, quotes from opposing players saying that the the play calling was predictable. But I wonder now, in retrospect, if maybe part of that was A, a team that wasn't doing particularly well, and B, this was the first time, again, having a a rookie quarterback in the social media era. I mean, it's not like when in Roethlisberger's first two seasons, like you were getting Javon Kirst go on Twitter in 2005 when it didn't exist and say, boy, that was predictable, uh, handing (laughs) off to the bus again. Yeah, Ben ain't it, right? It would have been the, t- right. the tweets back then. Uh, yeah, Ben's not in my top 10 uh, most sold jerseys or whatever expected. EPA jerseys sold expected over average. Um, um, okay, let's keep the Canada talk going with... At Ben Anderson 58 Big reasons. The big reason the Steelers' offense has been ineffective in Matt Canada's first two years: poor efficiency on first and second down. The fans that think the NFL is sleeping on the Steelers' offense aren't taking into consideration that Canada still has the OC job in Pittsburgh. It's that first and second down. We we've heard that this was going to be the focus this year, first down. And mm-hmm. I guess uh, I guess you know this is proof. The uh, the Steelers are twenty first at avoiding third downs in 2022 we'll take that stat Mm. for whatever you want you know that's interesting because uh, as much as uh we've talked about and not just us but about how the Steelers offense did get better in the second half of the season a lot of that was really executing well on third down 
Like they, I, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was some crazy uh, conversion rates of third downs, which meant that they still weren't avoiding third down. <laughs> so, th- I mean, to me, this looks like another way of saying, hey, they didn't have a lot of splash plays. Uh, I think this is this is a stat that sort of shows that again. So it, um, so yeah, I mean, this this it, I I think this is actually this this might be one of the smarter takes we've had in a while because just the idea about it was ineffective because of the poor efficiency on first and second down. I mean, this this, this is somebody that like with a lot of these tweets, it's almost like if you stop at the first half, you're kind of smart. Like it's it's <laughs> when you state the idea without having to make the judgment, then you're a bright person. It's once you keep going, they gave you too many characters. If you had like a hundred characters, you're a bright guy. One fifty, wow, you're a dunce. <laughs> I laugh at that. Yeah, yeah. It's like if if the old Twitter rules, you would have been a lot more uh, yeah. a lot more. There'd been a lot more wisdom to the tweet there. The best way mm-hmm. to uh, avoid third down is to not. It is to do well on first down, I guess. So I'm, I'm with it. Or even second. <laughs> or second. Hell, we'll, we'll throw second into it. <laughs> Makes sense. Adds up. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um, all right. Enough uh, Canada talk. Let's, because it's moving on to con season 24 7, 365. We'll start with, we'll go over to Reddit. Oh. User Stoned Chipmunk. The Athletic says Najee Harris is not worth a second contract. I guess we've done all the all the work for this year. Let's already look ahead to the future. Uh, Larry Holder at the Athletic says Najee is fifty second in expected points added per target and rush. Is that that's the kind of statistic that says we're not giving you that that fifth year option, which we don't have to make for another eighteen months. I, I mean, I'm just trying to work out how this acronym would be uh, 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 pronounced. Like, it, expected points added per target for Rush. EP Erpeter. Um, I mean, which is exactly what I think about this thing. I mean, I I think uh, uh, they view Najee as a franchise piece. And barring, like, some kind of serious injury, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get that next contract. Uh, because if he goes then you're left in the exact same situation you were right before he arrived, just without a James Conner to fall back on. You either A, draft a guy very high and hope he becomes a franchise guy, or B, you try to do what some other teams have had some success success with, get that the Steelers haven't, which is get a guy in the later round and hope he blossoms into Willie Parker 2.0 or something. Yeah, I mean, what that's what Benny Snell was, you know, supposed to be that diamond Anthony in the rough. McFarlane. Yeah, I mean, it's all these guys. I mean, it's 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 not like they didn't try to bring in other running backs, even during Connor's day. It, uh, you know, um, and you know, and who cares if he doesn't have, or or what? What's the stat? Or or patterers? Expected points added per target and rush. And see, here's the thing. I know there's the old role about, it just hit me, that old role about headlines. Like if there's a headline to an article and it ends with a question mark, the answer's no. And I kind of wonder if a way to tell that with stats is if at any point in the acronym uses one of the words stands for expected. <laughs> expected could be, you know, also unexpected. Like uh, <laughs> what are unexpected right. points added? That's the stats I'm looking at. <laughs> if he's the workhorse, yeah. He, so, so he might not be the, you know, point leader or stat leader. But if he's, you know, if he seems to be the workhorse, I guess that's. I mean, the only thing I could. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to talk over you. I just, Go. The only thing I can see is if maybe they. You know, they really Jalen Warren takes huge steps forward. Najee gets hurt. But even then, you're not going into a season with Jalen Warren expecting him to get 30, some 20 to 30 carries a game. There's no way they're ever counting on that. Holding those balls and big moments. Yeah, you know, Najee's the big moment (laughs) guy. You're right. Um, Okay, let's move on to. No, let's stay at let's stay at Reddit. Oh, at user glimpse 12. I don't have an issue with Keanu Benton's guaranteed money. When do early draft picks ever get cut before their contract expires anyway? So this was a landmark contract because for the first time ever, the 49th pick got some guaranteed salary in the third year. I think it's only like 8% of his salary, but... uh, but you know, is that uh, that's the uh, the new the new con administration is uh, guaranteeing money in the third year for these rookies? 
I mean, what that that I mean, I I I I assume this is literally to use the cliche, the price of doing business now. That this is where we are. But if there's ever an all-time thing to be upset about, it's one of the second-round picks getting eight percent of his third-year salary <laughs> in the middle of June. Like, I don't care how bad the air is outside; you need to get more of it. Oh boy! <laughs> and I like and I in the I like the question. You know, when do early draft picks ever get cut? And user Gruy has the answer. It does happen. Mm -hmm. uh, Sanquez mm -hmm. Golden was cut after two years. Sammy that Coates. Which is a special case. <laughs> it really is. It's a tag tragedy. From day one. Sammy Coates yeah. was traded to the Browns after two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorian Grant cut after a year. That was. Uh, I thought he was a fourth round pick. I thought Grant was a little bit later. I could be wrong about that. I think so too. That's true. Uh, Mike Adams never got a second contract. That was a second rounder, no. right? I mean, he, was, he, was, he was a huge bust, literally and figuratively. And of course, Lima Swede, you know, the, the oh. big bust. Alonzo Jackson, another, that's a second round bust. Um, Scott Shields, 99. So there basically... was a long time, yeah, that the Steelers' second-round picks were just a disaster. I mean, it's some of you that go back as far as uh, uh, Kyle and I, um, you know, that there was a long time where the second-round pick was a lot of Alonzo Jackson. And, uh, that was a thing. But as far mm -hmm. as, you know, as far as at least at least fulfilling the rookie contract in the last 10 years or so. I mean, not since uh, not since Senquez Golston. So it's been, you know, eight, uh, eight some years. Right. And even then, like, I mean, it's uh, Jarvis Jones. I mean, he wasn't starting by the end of his contract, but he was still on the team. Like they had him playing special teams while Harrison started in his place. I mean, it's usually something uh, 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 something has to happen. Like Golston has to get hit by injury luck that you would that was like some kind of ancient Gothic curse. Uh, Coates, they knew they weren't going to sign, and they probably weren't going to be able to use him as much more than a fourth wide receiver anyway, so trade him to the Browns for, to get literally anything for him. I mean, it has to be those kind of scenarios for this to happen. Everything hurts. Yeah, it has to be some Yeah, some, some, <laughs> some bad things have had to go on down. If, um, okay, how about – no, let's stay on the offensive side. Let's go back to the Twitter sound. <whistles> At Theo Ash NFL, Theo Ash Kevin Dotson is a good trade target, arguably the best player on the Steelers' offensive line last year from what I've seen. I realized how often he was penalized. This is uh, not a Steeler fan. This is someone outside looking in saying mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Dotson back on the on the trading block. Although we we went through five 53-man roster predictions last week, and, <laughs> and they, all, they all had Dotson making the roster. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that just did. I think... I think, and this is the rare time I get to say that, I think everyone's right here. I think there are a lot of people that don't think uh, uh, Dotson may have a future starting for this team going forward. And this guy's also correct about, and I think that's what makes Dotson a decent trade target. I mean, it's unfortunately you can't trade your bad players for someone's good ones. I mean, it's he's not the worst player. He's, uh, I think, even the haters would have to say he's at least mediocre. So, yeah, that's what makes him a good trade target. Someone else might want him. Uh, how about this for the for the haters? Maybe they don't really. We'll go back to Theo Ash. Steeler fans are cooking me for this, but I just checked the stats, and Dotson had the lowest blown block rate and best pass blocking efficiency of the starting five. So I don't know what to tell you. Is it too early to close the door on on Dotson, or is or is is he just? I mean, it's like trade value. Let's just get what we can for him. Or is he the depth we need at, at offensive line? Oh, the Steelers value depth. I mean, I, I have no doubt that this these stats are probably correct. I have no idea how we're exactly judging lowest blown block rates. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I imagine that whatever his lowest blown block rate and, and pass blocking efficiency are, they were better than the Steelers starting five. But they probably weren't better than Isaac Sumalo over there with the Eagles, which is when he became available, they went out and got him. So I, I the Steelers prized depth, and I imagine someone would have to make some kind of, you know, Chase Claypool-like deal, uh, maybe to get Dotson out. But um, but if someone does that, uh, maybe they'd be into it. But I think the Steelers don't mind having a good offensive line depth since, as I think we say every week, uh, they're not going to be healthy the entire season again. <laughs> yeah well cross your fingers never say never where's uh i thought i had to never say never but never 
All right. All that for that little payoff. Um, well, speaking of trade value, at Bigfoot's 0169, Jitterbug, Mr. Optimistic. Here's another why, LOL. Why would the Steelers trade players like Dotson or Wallace for nothing more than possibly a mid to late round draft pick in 2024? Weaken their depth. Uh, injuries happen in the NFL, folks. If I'm a GM, why am I betting on starters playing? You know, what is the best? I guess, well, hey, from the person who said, what could Chase Claypool get you? Uh, got an overall 32. I'm, I, but what would a Kevin Dodson get you in, in, in the trade value? See, that's that's the only thing. I, I'm a little more amenable to the counter argument of this than I used to just because of the way we went through the draft. I used to think, okay, what is the point of getting those low draft picks? Well, if you you know, trade two or three of them, maybe you can get back into the fourth round to get a guy you like. Or maybe you can use them to uh, uh, get another pick, such as get a Darnell Washington packaged with something else. I mean, that, you know, uh, and they don't like having those big gaps during the draft, which, you know, you might when you, tra- when you uh, uh, um, you know, trade a whole bunch of picks. So, yeah, I, I think they like having depth. I think they don't mind injuries. They, you know, worry about injuries. But I see the point now to having those lower uh, draft picks than I used to. I really do. There's uh, there's value there. It's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can't all be, you know, they're not all Cadillacs. you got to have a couple, <laughs> got to have a couple, uh, Honda, what do I drive? I drive a Matrix, Toyota Matrix. Okay. Nice. All right, let's Indeed. let's keep going. Uh, we'll, we'll go a little long in the first half. We've got some oh, Tomlin okay. talk. Um, you know, this is a little bit, this is a little old for us, but... Mm-hmm. Ray Ray McLeod was on Terrell Owens' podcast. Hmm. And, you know, of course, everyone wants to know about Mike Tomlin. And Ray Ray had maybe the best Tomlin quote that we've heard yet. Let's go. Coach T, besides my Lord and Savior, Coach T, save me. Do you hear that? Let's play that again. Coach T, besides my Lord and Savior, Coach T, save me. Besides my Lord and Savior, Coach T, <laughs> save me. This is uh, I, this is not me. This is something I would might hear out of my mouth. Preach. No, preach. This is Ray May McLeod, not even on the roster, not even getting paid. Uh, hold on, there's more context. When I was playing there for the two years I was there, what? I could probably count with probably two hands how many times it was really besides the game coaching what? me football when we had what? to sit down and have. Real minimum conversations, mm-hmm. and uh, it was about life, about uh, about I was I was just about to have a baby, about being a dad, all that type of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, what? It just taught me how to be a professional, man. And, yeah. Uh, what? And I took I carried it over to the Forty ers now, and it's every day. Uh, yeah. You got to do something to be better as a person. Every day, you got to do something better as a person. That is like mm-hmm. what he's, you know, he's. That's a some heavy. That's some heavy stuff coming from uh, Ray Ray talking about Mike Tomlin, and and it's not, you know, this wasn't a, some fluff piece, you know, from the Post Gazette or something. This was, uh, you know, unprovoked Ray Ray McLeod talking to To. Mm-hmm. No, that's lovely. I mean, it's it's it's. And there is something, I mean, as someone, as people that go back a bit with uh, this sport, there is something to someone sitting on T.O.'s podcast and being like, that's how I learned to be a professional. Like, how do you say that? <laughs> Not just like stare them down. But um, but no, I, I, I think, you know, for Steeler fans that uh, maybe haven't been around the team as much. I mean, when Ray Ray McLeod came to the Steelers, he was nothing. I mean, he was a guy that had been cut from returning kicks for the Panthers because he kept fumbling. Like that, that he parlayed two pretty okay years with the Steelers, including being Ben's check down receiver there at the end, right into like a really nice payday with the 49ers. Uh, it's uh, everything Ray Ray speaks is certainly true to Ray Ray's experience. You know, they, you know, it's, um, People were like, well, yeah, but, you know, it's, we're not a winning, you know, we're not a, a player's coach. We're not just a 500 team. We're Super Bowl type. But it's like, this is the person that you want in charge despite the losses. This is where it's like, despite losing to a Tim Tebow or a Blake Bortles, this is the guy I want in charge of my team because, you know, he he's going to have people talking about you 10 years down the line uh, on someone else's podcast, you know? 
Well, also, too, I think it, it, you don't think Ray Ray said some version of that to literally everyone else he encounters in the league. You don't think he said that to the 49ers and these, you know, then those players. And they think, geez, maybe my contract comes up. I don't know. Uh, 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 this little guy that keeps uh, Shanahan's son <laughs> that keeps running us out in these games. Maybe I want to go with that other guy. I mean, that's these things get around. Um, you know, but of course, the 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 haters want to pipe in. Let's go to at Mark Madden X. Mark Madden, he's not a bad coach, but fanboys like you are going to radicalize this argument to help your position. He's not just elite. We get told Tomlin is elite. Why? Just because. But the evidence says otherwise. He will make the Hall of Fame because it's long since the very the Hall of Very Good. So. You know, he, he, you know, Madden's trying to be like, you know, he's not a bad coach. He's just not a great coach. You know, he's not elite. And and th- I'm saying this is the stuff that makes him elite. You know, it's not, you know, he, it's, uh, you know, you don't see people talking about uh, Jeff Reed this way or, uh, you know, anyone who's not basically Belichick or uh, the Cup of Kansas City. Well, yeah, Andy Reid, but yeah. I, but no, but I think well, I think what's important to see about this is that uh, I I think Madden realizes how much he has to alter this argument, even as a professional hater, simply to get it out. I mean, look what he concedes just in this tweet alone: one, he's not a bad coach, and two, he's going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, if those are two of your three points, it's going to be hard to make up the middle. I mean, again, now we're back to as is an ongoing joke everywhere: what exactly defines elite? And it's it's has Tomlin been the very bet, most winningest coach every year in the league? He's been there. Absolutely not. Not in an era of Belichick, followed by uh, Andy Reid. But again, it, it you know, the, Andy Reid had some lean years, too. And uh, Belichick certainly has moved on to uh, a, a waft of them here. So it's it's there's something to be said for that consistency. I mean, what you said about you know, him being an elite person in addition to an elite coach and having elite uh, people skills is true. As a head coach in the NFL, those in isolation wouldn't be enough, but those with his winning record, that combined with the consistency that he's shown and that he's displayed, I think they have to be taken into account together. Oh, yeah, you know, exactly. It's (laughs) like, yeah, it's it's 16 winning seasons and and all right. all this all these accolades and mm-hmm. um and let's get a little uh, outsider point of view at DJ Hooper 87 Tom Spockton DFS people will bitch about the recent playoff drought yet as a franchise they're tied with the Cowboys with 36 for second all time in wins just imagine being Minnesota fans or some of these other teams you know it's it's the alternative isn't you know just super bowls and that's it the alternative is like these playoff droughts that these other teams have that last years and years if not decades you know we, we we've had oh, a playoff yeah. drought now of playoff without it's not about making the playoffs without a playoff win now in six mm-hmm. seasons and it's like it's the lowest point in in three generations you know since right. uh, 88 or decades. something yes exactly no and, and that's exactly right i mean it's it's you know you don't necessarily want to compare yourself to the best uh, to the the worst but i mean even even if you don't say it's a best case scenario of like the Patriots or the Chiefs, or even say it's a worst case scenario like uh, uh, the Texans or something, but even you know, use Minnesota as a good example. The Vikings have won a lot of games in our time. I mean, they're in our lifetime. The Vikings have won plenty of games. They have yet to be to a Super Bowl. But they've won a lot of. They've won way more games than I bet you think they have. They certainly have than I thought when I looked at the number. But you know, there are a lot of teams that have good seasons that have things break their way and some things break their way and then it just doesn't work out so i think that's more the alternative these teams that like fall into a malaise that's much much worse than the steelers have had in the last six years uh if these are your lowest points then you're still very high up yeah like detroit is last season is like a celebration and they you know were like 500 Mm -hmm. or something you know Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely 
and and CBS uh, Sports at CBS Sports has the stats: most NFL losses in the past twenty seasons. Steelers are second to last with one hundred and twenty-two. Only the Patriots have less with ninety-two. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like the you know just eyeballing the mean is somewhere between you know like one sixty and one eighty or so. So we're you know we're we're well below. Uh, average losses in, in the last 20 seasons. I know that's not all Tomlin in the last 20 seasons. No, but it's mostly Tomlin. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots are going to catch up pretty quick, too. In all reality. It, it does It does seem to be on that trajectory. I mean, obviously, you can't predict the future, but, uh, but yeah, it would be uh, something for them to uh, keep up uh, anything close to that pace. But, you know, even we saw the metrics where most wins in the last four seasons or last three mm-hmm. seasons and the, and the Steelers are in, in, in that level. And last now we're looking at the last 20 seasons. And if you want to look at all time, you know, it's just whatever the metric is, uh, there's a Steelers team in your in your top in your top. Absolutely. And I just want to piggyback on that because it's something that kind of just hit me now is that I think so much of what you know, I, I don't mean to keep coming back to the idea of vibes. But I think with a lot of people, there's the fan, there's this vibe of like, can the Steelers win the Super Bowl today, or like in the next uh, year? And I think if they don't think that, then all of a sudden it doesn't just make this current team bad; it recontextualizes like the last half decade to decade. Well, I think as we sit here in July, I think that we are. I, I'm well. I'm willing to say we're. Uh, we're willing to be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I don't know. I think so, too. Let's take our break. Coming up in the second half, Kenny's wedding. We got to talk Woo. cake. We got to talk cookies. We got to talk anything else. We got to talk about hands. No, no. The one night, the one day we don't talk about Kenny's hands. And maybe this Steeler who's been telling some tall tales. All right. That's coming up. In the second half of what you're talking about. All right, second half. The half that you've been waiting for. We've gotten through all the stats and all the tape. Now, can we talk about Kenny and his cake? <laughs> Not, no, actually, no. At first, <laughs> first. Oh my God! Thank groomed. Kenny, you bastard! Before we get to the wedding, <laughs> there is some grooming. They're grooming Kenny in year two, uh, specifically at Blitzburg. Blitzburg. Over under twenty five touchdown passes this year for Kenny Pickett. Um, the you know the replies were uh, a, a lot of overs on twenty five. I don't know. I think twenty five wow. might be. I might. I might be willing to take the under and the playoffs still. I would. I, I actually kind of agree with you on that. I mean, let's say that Kenny's probably going to play fifteen games just because a seventeen game schedule is ridiculous, and I don't think anyone's going. To, any starter's going to play all seventeen games, so that's fifteen games. At 25 touchdown passes, that's not quite two touchdown passes a game, but it's pretty close. They could win a lot of games where Kenny throws a touchdown pass or doesn't throw any, but Najee gets, you know, one or Jalen Warren gets two or something. Or, I mean, it's or it's another uh, uh, Connor Hayward end around at the two-yard line, uh, uh, fullback dive or something. So uh, I'll take under, and they still make the playoffs. I gotta but go that's a great it. number for a bet. That's a good one to pick, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. keep in mind, Ben only threw for more than 25 touchdowns twice in the first eight seasons. I know it's, you know, we're no, it's you can't compare Kenny to Ben, but uh, look, I just did. Boom. I'm saying 35. Well, I think you can, no, I think you can there just because, again, the emphasis then was let's run and control the ball, and that's sure what it looks like the emphasis is going to be this year, too. And Denny says 35? Yes. Oh. Here's my logic. Here's my logic. Darnell Washington. Okay. Gentry. <laughs> We got, we got tall basketball players at that one yard line. Najee's gonna get his. Jalen's gonna get his. But I think they're gonna do. There's gonna be plenty of jump balls, and I think we're gonna be on the winning end of a lot of those. So I'm not saying Kenny's gonna be throwing you know 30, 40 yard ropes in for touchdowns, but that red zone efficiency is gonna go way up this year. Well, you uh, you know consider this. Uh, if you think Uh-oh. that's a hot take, consider this. At Hot Steelers, Steelers Hot Takes, 
the prolific and uber-talented Justin Herbert was eighth in the league last year with 25 touchdowns and was healthy all season. Kenny is concussion-prone, who just had the lowest TD rate the league has seen in the last 10 years, plus Canada, worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. Um, but if Justin Herbert was eighth with 25, you know, are you right. willing to put Kenny in top 10 uh, numbers in, in year two? Well, if anything, it's, it makes me kind of devalue the idea of throwing 25 touchdowns because Herbert, uh, uh, that team barely snuck into the playoffs. And when they did, they had one of the worst meltdowns you'll ever see. So, yeah, yeah, give me 25 uh, passing touchdowns with another 20 rushing touchdowns. Okay. Well, even that, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're charging all kinds of problems with receivers and running backs that the Steelers won't. Yes, I'll take the under in the playoffs gladly. They're, they're also pushing that Austin Eckler fantasy football agenda pretty hard that's pretty obvious come on it's like all three downs all four downs are gonna give it to eckler all right let's talk let's get to the wedding the wedding heard around the world this was so big it was covered by people magazine i don't think tj watt got the the people uh, spread uh which is a shame he should have he definitely defensive player of the year this is just we're talking a year two quarterback come on uh (laughs) let's go to at rach elizabeth Rachel, bunch of good-looking men, Super Bowl ring coming. Here's who we have confirmed at Kenny's wedding. Mason Cole, Christian Kunz, Calvin Austin III, Presley Harvin in the house, Mitch Trubisky, QB2, and Captain, maybe, Captain still, who knows, Alex Highsmith, Deontay Johnson, with a drink in his hand, no hand problems there. <laughs> Anthony Miller making the appearance, not even on the roster, but but uh, but Classy. makes the appearance. Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, I think he's grown even taller since last season. <laughs> and Connor Hayward. Uh, am I missing anyone else? I like there's uh, I, two I can't uh, identify. Uh, I, I I mean I uh, yeah here I, since I'm on, I'm at the road stadium I don't I don't have the picture in front of me but um but I think it's it's nice that it's it's it would be weird to have I mean someone be like well where's the younger guys it's like ah he met those guys three months ago it's not like hey come to my wedding that 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 would be kind of bizarre like notable absentee Mason Rudolph it's not you know he doesn't do the team activities doesn't do the hang with the with the guys in South Florida not not here at the wedding. George. Uh, I mean, it's it's you have. I mean, I know they had a big wedding, but you really have to invite everyone from the office to your wedding. I mean, you guys, you guys are married. I have not been married. <laughs> I don't know. Did you invite everyone from the office there? At uh... um, I am uh, some some. I don't know some. I, mean, I I can't say all. No, but I'm not projected to throw 35 touchdowns this year. <laughs> I also didn't have 275 guests at the wedding. Like, That's probably uh, true. That's right. <laughs> 270, and, and there were all kinds of Pittsburgh connections. You know, uh, Kent Chevalier, the uh, the team chaplain, I guess, he officiated the nuptials. Cody Sobel, uh, a friend of the show, he painted a picture for the couple. There was That a, was nice. I saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a Steelers ice sculpture. So... That's, uh, you know, that's a pretty penny. <laughs> and that was above the shrimp. That was the thing I thought was very bizarre. Like, it's, you, I mean, I guess that's where you'd put it. I'm sure there's a reason to do it. But I'm thinking, man, do I really want to eat the shrimp underneath the ice sculpture? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you catch, that's how you catch a, uh, a, a rat bird. They eat the shrimp under the, okay, whatever. I've seen drop that gorgeous too many times. Uh, I'm not doing that. There was a 16-foot Don Julio tequila tasting bar. I guess the sponsorship opportunities were abundant. Okay. Uh, In fact, here was the reception menu. There was a sushi bar. There was a raw bar. There was a lobster bar. There was an Italian station, which is separate from the pasta station. (laughs) My God. There was a ribeye carving station. There was a tuna loin station. There was Ropa Vieja. There was uh, wow. There was a then that was just the the dinner menu. Then they had late night snacks like a homemade pizza station, gourmet wow. burger truck. If you didn't have enough uh, ribeye, <laughs> gourmet tacos. I don't know what made a gourmet wow. taco, but they Especially had especially as a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, churros and tres leches Oreos. No 
cookie table. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. Uh, not not yinzer enough to have a cookie table. Well, I mean, it, it's, 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 I mean, again, you guys may be more cultured than me. I have two questions. One, is not the tres leches Oreos the evolution of the cookie table? I mean, that's a cookie. Cookies involved mm. somewhere. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, you know, the Yinzer tradition is not just one cookie, you know, like a, it's like a cookie spread, a cookie table oh. that, you know, I'm, we're talking dozens of different, you know, maybe some uh black and white cookies maybe some hershey kiss uh cookies maybe some uh well you know what what other wedding cookies do you see you know the kinds that are like too fancy for the kids nah i don't want those you know wow i i mean i'm not married you guys know more about the cookie aspect of the wedding have you ever attended a wedding in the 412 uh a long time ago i mean there's some in the last not in the last uh eight years or so but yes i've been to a few i mean i honestly i remember the open bar uh uh, the cookie is a bit uh uh, forgotten Uh, my other question was and again correct me if so i know a sushi bar and a lobster bar i get what's the raw bar the raw bar is that just more sushi i don't know is that like sashimi what What else could it steak tartare Maybe there's a sushi bar oh. and then a sashimi bar. I don't know. We uh, we gonna oh. we're gonna have to. Maybe we'll get Cody to uh, come back on the show to <laughs> fill in on the on the menu. I should have reached out to him. Ah, big blunder on my part. Big fail. <laughs> let's talk. Let's go up to the big board. I got the cake up here. Uh, okay. Five five tiers of cake. Now, wow. you know the move. I'll, I'll give you this uh, this move. A little uh, cost cutting move when it comes to the wedding cake is Mm -hmm. you just put the cake on the bottom level the top levels are all styrofoam and then back in the kitchen you just have a big sheet cake that is not you know decorated fancy like a wedding cake and then that's you know that's how you serve it i can't verify or if i can't uh confirm or deny if all five tiers of kenny's cake are actual cake or if they're styrofoam or not it's an elite looking cake yeah I mean, five, five, five tiers of cake. And, you know, you're supposed to hold on to uh, some of the cake for the first right. wedding anniversary. So you're supposed mm-hmm. to hold on to that mm-hmm. the whole time. So I, but I don't know if I'd be able to hold on to the cake that long. No, or especially that. Mu- I mean, 275 people, five tiers of cake. I'm, I'm not good on the math, but that means that, yeah, I would, if I was going to save something for a year, I'd rather have it be styrofoam than dairy products. <laughs> I want some Kenny's cake. So, so you know, put put that at uh, Acrisure Stadium. Kenny's cake. Ooh, yeah. Oh, all right. Let's. I think the, we got a band. Congrats to Kenny and Absolutely. his bride. Congratulations, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Paternoster. That's a that's a hell of a last name, but. Well, I mean, it, it, and also, too, right, this is the one he grew up with. It's not like he got drafted first overall and went out and got married immediately. I mean, this is real fairy tale stuff here. Yeah, well, let's let's the fairy tale better end with a ring. If, you know, any sports movie <laughs> doesn't end with a wedding scene, ends with a championship. OK, so this better be a sports movie, not a rom-com. Yeah, I was going to say this is better not star Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, this better star. Um, Kevin uh, Costner. Yeah, there you go. Right, Love it. Else, someone of that out. Okay, some odds and ends, starting with at PGH Steelers Now, Steelers Now, home of the over, Steelers home Acrisure Stadium is among the tops in the NFL when it comes to scoring, according to a recent study. So, is it, let's look at this recent study, they're looking Mm. at uh, over-under, and times teams Mm. have scored the over. And yes, the Steelers are the 10th. They come in 10th when it comes to scoring the over. But what is 10th? It's 42 overs, 40 unders, one push. It's it, it's basically completely even, 50-50. Well, there's a few problems I have with this one. If I'm saying someone is among the tops in it and they're 10th uh, out of 32... That's hard for me to say they're among the tops, depending on how you're defining them of the tops. I'd say top third, which would still be surprising, but it wouldn't have us talking about this tweet. Secondly, isn't it, there's that dirty word again, expectations. How many times <laughs> do you think in the last so many years they've thought, okay, this offense isn't very good with an old band, 
or a young rookie, or two, they've thought, hey, this defense is very good, when maybe it let up a lot of points in a game. And those are two separate reasons. If you overweigh either of those in terms of expectations, you're going to have uh, an under that's unnaturally low. But you can't you can't make any any conclusions here. It's not like, oh, you were an Acrisure, bet the over, because right. uh, 40 out of 43 or whatever, 42 out of 40, whatever, out of 84. Exactly. So you have, you have reasoned your way back into 49% as opposed to 50. This is the advantage you have given yourself betting-wise. And that's not the – I don't roll with that. I need something more no. substantial. Um, mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. go – okay. At, at – Steeler Nation, Steelers Nation. Wow, Ben Roethlisberger hooked up Plexico Burris with a bag. So who is this? This is um, the Carlton Show had Plexico Burris on, and he's talking <laughs> about Plex is talking about a situation in Buffalo. He thinks it's Week 14, where the team was 15 and one. So he's talking about 2004. Mm -hmm. And he says it was pouring down rain. And I said to Ben, look, dog, I need five catches to make like 650,000. We were only playing two series. The coach had told us that we would call a run play and we'd get to the line of scrimmage. And Ben would just look at me, raise his eyebrows and throw the ball at me. So I caught like five balls for three yards. After I caught that fifth ball, we went to the sideline and Ben was like, you owe me. What an awesome, cool story. Uh, ben getting someone paid. Um, what an awesome story. Only thing is, I don't know if it's true at all. I don't know it is either. I looked at the I looked at the schedule and that week in Buffalo was not the week 14. It was week like 16. So okay, that could be off there. but there was no stat line like five catches three yards. Uh, they, I just couldn't find the situation that matched this story. Well, what is interesting about this is that I remember very clearly at the time, because I had yet to move to Los Angeles and listening to sports talk radio with my parents, there was uh, a lot of rumors at the time that one of the major reasons they didn't re-sign Plex was that Ben and Plex were making up their own plays that were going against what was being called. And a lot of people shot this down as being false. So it has like a bit of like an alligators in the New York sewers feel to it <laughs> where uh, some people may, you know, is it true? Is it not? Is it exaggerated? Is it? I mean, I, I can believe this kind of thing happened because there really were rumors about it at the time. I don't think that's why they didn't sign Flex in 2004. If I remember correctly, the Giants threw a lot of money at him. But if it didn't happen exactly like this, because this is very Hollywood, like, you know, rising guitar music behind it. But something like this may have happened somewhere along the way that year. I, you know, I, tr I tried looking. I just I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't find the I, I couldn't find the evidence of it. And um yeah, you would think something like that, even the announcers of a game would pick up. Like, ah, you know, looks like Ben's really trying to get Plex the ball, you know, for these three catches, five yards type of thing. I don't know. But again, the only reason I do put some stock in maybe it happened was just that there were so many rumors at the time that sports reporters were talking about that the coaches were upset that Ben and Plex were making up plays together. So, I mean, maybe something happened somewhere in that season. And that particularly talked about after the season. So it wouldn't be entirely. I mean, I don't think it happened just like this, but something like this may have occurred. We can't speculate. Well, I, you know, maybe I, I, I don't know. I'm speculating a little, but uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I don't know. Maybe I'm it's just barely recollating myself. Yeah, so it's only been 19 years. A little recollation there. Okay. <laughs> Let's give the final word to at Wash Wild Things, Washington Wild Things, July 15th. Come support Cam Hayward, Kenny Pickett, Real Britt Baker when they lead Team Berg versus Team World. All proceeds benefit Hayward House, including exclusive autographed event jersey and memorabilia. The Cam Hayward Celebrity Softball game is back. Um, last year was some all-star rosters. This year, um, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they're pulling out for Cam this year. We've got, all right, Cam Hayward. Kenny Pickett. This is Team Berg. Team yeah, Team Berg. Berg. Cam, Kenny, Alex Highsmith, Pat Fryermuth, Connor Hayward. 
That's okay. the extent of the players. No Mitch, not even best friend Mitch uh, isn't coming <laughs> out for this one. Um, no Najee for this one. Wow. We got Vince Williams, so that's the alumni aspect. Mm -hmm. We got Miles Sanders, okay, local local hero. Yeah, absolutely, great player. Yeah. Jaquan Brisker, another Penn Stater. Um, okay. But I don't know; it just doesn't seem the star-studded roster. I know you know Cam did a, a golf tournament this year. It's like uh, I don't know. We we spreading too thin, too much commitments well for all the teammates here. I, I think what I do want to say, a bit of a counter argument to that is I think that while it doesn't have as many different stars, I do think the star wattage of these of this team has increased a bit. I mean, Kenny Pickett and Alex Highsmith are seen as much bigger stars today than I think they were a year ago. True, true. They I mean, can't... none of that defends, you know, it, it counteracts anything else you're saying. But I mean, those two guys and Connor Hayward. I mean, last year he really was just Cam's brother. This year you have memories of him getting touchdowns and running out games and all kinds of stuff. All right, you're right. It's a little star, more star-studded. I give it more credit than that. But, um, Not I, much more, a little. Don't get carried away. Yeah, I don't, you know, no one's, uh, well, you know, no one's inviting the recent Hall of Honor uh, inductees or anything. Like, where is he? Uh, I don't know. Well, in their defense, no one here is old. And, and I don't know if you, you were going to mention it, but Team World is a complete befuddlement to me. I'm glad you sent this roster over. I am so confused by Team World. Yeah, it's just like, what are these? Just like favors that uh, we had to cash in? Uh, Cam, I promised Cam I would play next year's tournament. It's like, but what? Who are they? Why are these people here? What do they have to do with anything? Okay, well, we know that there's a couple WWE guys, Braun Strowman and Raquel Rodriguez. I don't think there's a sure. connection there, but that's some good uh, WWE powers. Uh, Makes sense. Jersey WWE, Jerry yeah. from Barstool. The, the, that guy's a Steeler fan. He's Kenny's I just buddy. He was going to be there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, some of these like. Like the the reality stars, like uh, Danielle from season two of Love Is Blind. I, you know, I'm surprised. <laughs> I tried to find the connection for her, but I can't find the Pittsburgh connection. Um, well, how about Matthew Judon, New England Patriots linebacker? Before that, with the Ravens, like like what? Like is he at all local? I, I feel like I'd have heard that. He's a great player. <laughs> yeah, where's speaking of all local? Where is the um, where's the running back for? Um, for the Giants, well, you know, went to Penn State. Why can't I think of anyone's right, name? Right, exactly. Saquon, yeah. who is, I, I think he's an Eastern Pennsylvania kid, but he's still a Pennsylvania kid. He's certainly probably closer to Pennsylvania than you also have your Kenneth Walker the third, who had a fine season for the Seahawks. But again, as far as I can tell, he went to Michigan State, right? And then Seattle. So, no. I mean, it just, it, it just seems like a weird collection of people that didn't have anything to do that day in July for some reason. Well, <laughs> I'm betting on, uh, I'm betting on Team Berg. For that one, on, on my uh, where, where's where's who's taking bets on uh, Team Berg versus Team World? I'm bookies.com. Uh, I back and just set you up with that. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's what we've been talking about. Um, <laughs> that's what we've been talking about. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We're trying to. You know, we got. I feel like we got three, four different things going on between cameras and zooms and audio and. <laughs> You guys are warriors. Does this even make sense? I can't. I can't tell. I don't know. Close enough. Close enough. Why? Why? I do this. You know, I'm like Ray Ray McLeod. I'm trying to come. I come to work every day and try to be better. And then, uh, you're doing it, man. You're doing it. Yes, it, yeah. You are. Yes, you are. Well, if you keep listening to this pod, but if you if you made it to this point in the pod, then uh, maybe you should follow us on social media. I am at Kyle Christ. Greg, where can we find you? At Greg Benevent, B as in Bravo, E-N-E, B as in Victor, E-N-T. Uh, mostly on Instagram these days, but I'm around. You can see us every Saturday at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. That's right. Um, Denny, uh, what's you, what about you on social media? Yeah, I'm at featuring Denny Glasser. There you go. We'll see. Uh, we'll keep the conversation going there until next week. Keep listening to your coach, your best coach, your elite coach. Be, be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.